You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 87. If you haven't already started thinking about optimizing your food blog for quarter four, don't worry. In today's episode, I'm going to help you get caught up to speed and ready for the biggest quarter of the year for most food bloggers. In today's episode, I'm chatting about four ways that you can prep your website to get ready for quarter four. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey, food bloggers, and welcome back to the show. I'm really excited to talk about this topic of quarter four and just really preparing your website for the end of the year. If you are anything like most people I have been talking to recently, it is kind of shocking that yet again, we are at the end of the year and we are starting to think about the last quarter of the year and making sure that our websites are ready for the inevitable spike of traffic that comes for most food bloggers in the last quarter of the year. Now, if you are new to the podcast, I'm so excited that you're here and checking out this episode. I would absolutely love it if you would share this episode with a friend, whether this is your very first episode or you are a return listener, because I know that this episode is really going to be valuable for food bloggers like you. You can always share these episodes with a friend or share it on Instagram and make sure that you tag me at Grayson Vine. Whether this is your very first episode or you have been listening for a while, I just want to say welcome back to the podcast, and I am so glad that you are here. I'm your host, Madison Wetherill. I am the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios. We specialize in building custom websites for food bloggers who are really looking to take their business to that next level. Our clients are often very well-established food bloggers who have been in the industry for five to ten years or more. They have hundreds to thousands of blog posts in their archive, and they are monetized through ads. They're often looking for that next step to continue making an impact through their food blog, and they're looking to do things like diversifying their income streams, creating higher level strategic partnerships, and really creating that household name for their business, and that really all starts with their website. We love to be able to partner with our clients to create these custom websites that work well for SEO design and for your audience, because I truly believe that you shouldn't have to sacrifice any of those things just to have a website that you're proud of. And another thing that we've really been focused on in the last handful of months is making sure that a custom website can also be optimized for page speed. This is something that is so important for food bloggers, and it is not something that has gone unnoticed in our process. And it is now something that's included in our web design package to be able to completely optimize for site speed at the end of the project to make sure that your custom website is going to really check all the boxes of what you need it to do as the advanced food blogger who is looking to take that next step. So as always, if you're ever curious about what that package looks like, what the timeline or the investment or really what's included, you can always go over to the website. It is graceandvinestudios.com. And if you click on the services tab, you will see how we work with food bloggers and the different packages and what that looks like so that you can start planning for that, whether that's in the next few months or in the next year. Okay, so let's dive into this topic of how you can start to prep your food blog for quarter four. Now, most likely this is not the first quarter four that you have been food blogging. And so you know that quarter four can be huge for food bloggers. It can be really the time of year that you see crazy high traffic, crazy high RPMs, and really it is the 
biggest opportunity for you to really make a huge impact with your blog because you're going to see more visitors to your site and it's a really great time to be able to convert a lot of those visitors into long-term fans. In today's episode, we're going to talk about specifically ways that you can prep your website for quarter four. So I'm going to talk about things like the functionality and structure of your website more so than the content itself. And then next week, I'm going to talk about how to prepare for the content that you're going to share during quarter four. So the very first thing that we're going to talk about with prepping your food blog for quarter four is to start by checking your navigation, your footer, and your sidebar for the links that are on there and making sure that they work. This may seem like such a small thing, but I cannot tell you how many times I have stumbled across a website that has broken links all over the place. So the very first thing that you want to do is open your website. You do not want to be logged in for this because if you're logged in, then it could be showing something that's like a draft or something that your reader wouldn't see if they're not logged in. So I want to make sure that you're either completely logged out of WordPress or that you are in an incognito window. And you're going to just go through your navigation and you're going to click all of the links one by one. And you want to look for a few things. One, does this link open into the website URL that it's supposed to? So if it says it's your about page, does it actually go to your about page? Then you're also going to look to see, does it open in the same tab? Now, this is something that is especially important for mobile. And because so much of your traffic is likely coming from mobile, you want to make sure that those links are opening in the same window. When you're on mobile, you do not want to be having a bunch of windows opening in new tabs. It's just not the best user experience. So if it is an internal link, meaning that it's part of your website itself, you want to make sure that it's opening in the same tab. You're going to do that for all of the links that are in your navigation. And I also want you to really think about which links are there and is there anything that you need to add for quarter four? Now I want to make a huge disclaimer here that you do not want to remove links from your navigation, especially during quarter four. This is something that so often is overlooked during a redesign process or just making a casual update to your website. And essentially what can happen if you remove links from your navigation is that you can cause internal links to break and that can have a huge impact in your SEO. So this is something that you want to experiment with another time of the year. That is totally fine. But for this quarter specifically, I would not recommend taking any links off of your navigation, but you are free to add new ones to your navigation if you see fit. So for example, you might decide to add holiday foods to your navigation or holiday desserts, things like that. Something that is going to just be a seasonal element to your navigation and just really thinking about what do people need to find if they're coming to your website for the first time. And then you're going to follow that exact same process in your footer and in your sidebar. This is going to be probably less links than what your navigation has, but they might be things like posts or essential pages like your recipe index or your contact page. So you just want to go through the same process of clicking into all of the links in those places to make sure that they are working, that they're opening in the same tab and that they are strategic and they make sense for what you're trying to get people to do in those content areas. A second way that you can prep your website for quarter four is by adding popular content onto your sidebar. Now, this isn't something that you already have on your website, then this is a great time to add this to a couple of places. I mentioned your sidebar, but obviously for most websites and how they're designed, your sidebar is really going to be an afterthought when it comes to your web design. So this can be something that you also add onto your homepage or even into the after entry area, which most Genesis-based food blogs will have that particular widget area. So you can add your popular content to that so that in every blog post that people are coming to, they can also see what your popular content is. Now, this is great for a couple of reasons. One is that people may want to click into those posts. Likely, those are going to be posts that are not specific to the holidays. They're going to be more of your evergreen popular content that all year long is your most popular content. 
I recommend this being actually the most popular from Google's eyes, not necessarily from Pinterest or another traffic source. You really want this to be your top SEO content. And the reason for that is that it's going to send a lot of positive internal linking juice, if you will, around all of your content. So if you have a post that you're ranking number one for and every single other blog post on your website is linking to that post, it is going to be really beneficial for all of your content overall and can hopefully raise up all of your content as a whole. So like I said, you want to add a widget area or even just a text box that has those links in it with your most popular content into either your sidebar, your footer, your after entry widget area, or all of the above. You can't really go too far with adding these links in, especially in quarter four, because you want it to be in so many places that people will definitely see it. The third way to update your website for quarter four is very similar to adding your popular content, but in this case, you're going to be adding seasonal content to those content areas. So instead of adding things that are just popular year round, you wanna add some of those seasonal blog posts that you know people are coming to your site for. So for example, if you know from the past that your pumpkin pie recipe is the most popular recipe on your site in quarter four, you can highlight posts that are either similar to that pumpkin pie recipe or are going to be things that people might be looking for if they have come to your blog post for pumpkin pie specifically. So maybe it's a whipped cream post, maybe it's another type of pie that you have, or maybe it's a side dish or an appetizer that someone might want to make alongside with the pumpkin pie recipe itself. This is going to be a widget area that you can remove after quarter four, or you can swap it out to be something else that is seasonal for quarter one when that comes around. Now the caveat with these last two items that I shared is that when you add extra content to your sidebar, when you're running ads, it's actually potentially going to decrease the amount of times that that sticky sidebar ad is going to be seen. So a lot of the times ad networks specifically recommend having a really short sidebar. So this is one of those situations that you have to sort of take with a grain of salt and really think about what are your goals for this quarter. You know that in quarter four, you're already going to see higher RPMs and higher ad revenue. So it may be worth it in this quarter in particular to have a longer sidebar because you know it's going to be made up for with those higher RPMs and higher traffic. But I wanted to mention that just in case you have heard something you know, in the contrary to that, because generally it is recommended to have a shorter sidebar, but I have found that in this last quarter of the year, if you can really help your readers to find the content that they're looking for, you have a much higher chance of them becoming more long-term readers and wanting to stick around because you've really helped them and made your website really user-friendly for them to find what they're looking for. The very last way that you're going to prep for quarter four with your food blog is to review your top content. So there are two sides to this review. The first is that you're going to look at any content that is popular during the last quarter of the year. So depending on how long you've been around, you can go through the last, you know, three to five years and look at what content has been popular over that time. You may have some posts that gained traction over time, or maybe you've just had the same type of posts that have year over year been your most popular content. And the second set of content that you're going to look over is any content that you published last year that wouldn't have had a chance to rank in that time. So you might find that you published a pumpkin pie recipe last year in November and it wouldn't have had time to rank on Google, but maybe this year it's going to potentially rank and hopefully be one of your highest traffic driver posts for the quarter. So once you have a list of 10 to 20 of those posts, you're going to review that content and go through it top to bottom. The first pass that you might make over these posts is to look and make sure that everything is working. You wanna make sure to click any links that you have in the post, make sure that those links are still working, 
make sure that your images are all there and they look good. And if there's any other type of content that you have within those posts, just make sure to make a review and make sure that it looks good. This is a really important thing because you might find that you have some broken links, some broken affiliate links, or maybe you even have some promotional material that is in those posts that is no longer relevant. So you want to just make sure to look over these posts to make sure that they are relevant. Then you want to look and make sure, is there anything that you needed to add to this post? So again, this is something that you have to be super careful of because you don't want to risk damaging any rankings that you have, especially if it is something within the top three results for Google. However, if you're not in the top three, then I think it's a really good opportunity for you to improve these posts by adding things like FAQs or extra extra information about substitutions or anything that you've had questions on in these posts over the years. You might find that because this is such a crazy quarter that you haven't spent the time to go back and update these posts. So whatever optimizations that you can do to these posts, you're going to really benefit in the long run. The other thing that you might look for is looking to make sure that they're optimized for ads. So you want to look at things like how long or short are your paragraphs. If your paragraphs are four to five sentences long, try to break those up because you're going to find that if you have shorter paragraphs, you're going to be able to have more ad placements in between, which is going to make those posts more profitable. And then finally, be sure that you have linked to other relevant or related recipes in those posts themselves. So again, especially if it is maybe an older post, you can link to some of your newer content that is going to be related and is going to be relevant to somebody who is looking at that post. I'm going to talk a lot more about that in next week's episode when I talk about content itself, but I just want to mention that if you don't have internal links in these posts, then it's a great time to add to that post. And again, really you're going to find that when you're adding content to these posts, you're going to be in much better shape of not messing up any rankings than if you were to delete the entire post and try to rewrite it, especially at this time in the year. So to review, the four ways that you can prep your food blog for quarter four is first by checking your navigation, footer, and sidebar links. Second, displaying popular content on your sidebar, your footer, or in that after entry area. The third is to display seasonal content in those same areas. And the fourth is to review your top content and make sure that everything is working correctly and everything looks great within those posts. Now your action step for this episode is to carve out time when you are going to do either each of these things or when you are going to spend a half a day or a full day prepping your website for quarter four. I want you to literally stop what you're doing if you're not driving and pull out your calendar and find a day where you can focus on this because this is something that can feel really overwhelming so we never do it. But I promise you if you block off even 30 minutes of time a few times a week between now and the end of the month that you're going to be able to update all of these things and really have your website in good shape for quarter four. Now for some of you, you might already be seeing that some of your popular posts that are related to the holidays specifically are already starting to gain traction. If that's the case, prioritize looking at those posts that are already gaining traction first, then you can go back and update some of the other ones that might be for later holidays in the year. But I really, really want to encourage you that your action step from this episode is to carve out time for this. Put it on your calendar and prioritize it because so often we get to the end of the year and wish we had done more to prepare for quarter four. And so that's why I like to share this content earlier on in even before quarter four to give you time to really look at this and make a plan for it. So if you have any questions about anything that's in this episode or what to do, please reach out. You can always head over to Instagram and reach me over there at Grace and Vine. If you are finding that 
doing these things to your website is impossible and you can't even make changes to your navigation or your popular content or adding things to your sidebar. And I would highly encourage you to reach out to start thinking about redesigning your website either at the end of this year or in early 2022. You would be surprised at how often people are thinking about redesigning their website and they kind of wait until the last minute to reach out. So if that is something that is on your mind for next year, please reach out soon so we can get you on our schedule because I am really passionate about these types of changes being a non-negotiable for you. You should be able to make the types of changes I'm talking about on your website. And if you can't, I truly believe that your website is not set up in a way that is going to help you grow your business and continue to go to that next level with your food blog. So for a lot of you who have had the same website for a few years now, you know how much has changed in the last couple of years. And if you do not have a website that is ready to help you right now and help you grow and help serve you in a few years time, then it is time to really start thinking about redesigning your website. And we would love to partner with you in that process. So like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, you can always learn more about how we work with clients over at graceandvinestudios.com. Click on the services tab to see the different ways that we work with each other. And really, if you're considering a redesign in 2022, it is the time to reach out right now so we can get the priority date for you and get you onboarded before the end of the year. All right, friends, that's all I have for today's episode about prepping your blog for quarter four. Tune in next week to hear all about how you can prep your content for quarter four. Content planning is something that I love to talk about. And if you are not subscribed to the podcast, I would encourage you to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode of this podcast. It is something that has been so fun for me to create for you guys. And I love hearing the takeaways that you guys have each and every week. So until next week, friends, talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.